broadcasting live from WorkbenchCon 2022 in Atlanta, it's time for Organization Conversation, brought to you by Wall Control Storage Systems. Wall Control gives you the storage and organization you crave. Hey guys, welcome to another uh, episode of Organization Conversation. This is a cool one I'm excited about. I have uh, Donovan and Wes with me. Um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves because they'll probably do a better job than I would. And uh, yeah, we'll start with you, Donovan. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your channels. Yeah, my name is uh, Donovan. My channel and my my handle on the social medias is Once Upon a Workbench. I'm a geek, I'm a dad, I'm a maker, and I make things that are a combination of those things. So a lot of uh, projects for my kids, uh, a lot of functional projects for around the house. A lot of them are very geek-inspired, and that's, uh, that's what I do. Awesome. And how about you, Wes? I am Wes <laughs> from Geeksmithing. It's the handle on all the different social media platforms, as you would expect. Uh, I have a YouTube channel primarily that I use as an excuse to buy new materials and tools to sort of explore in an artistic sense those different mediums to sort of uh, learn them and find out the pitfalls and see if it's something I want to use for other projects later on. So any excuse to do something new. Uh, is great, and it's usually also inspired by geek media to get people interested in the the video and the content, like, like let's say Marvel or superhero-related things, and then actually learn that they are interested in how the process of making that thing might be interesting to them that they, when they don't even realize that could be something they're interested in. So just sort of uh, maker-related by association. You get them with the hook. Exactly, yeah. And see what can go from there. That's what, I mean, that's what's so cool, having conversations with people at, at, at specifically this conference uh, and this community is just the, it's like the curiosity is like what pulls you in and also the not being afraid to make every project different and challenging. Like, that's what everybody wants. Like, I think that's what separates this community from other communities. Most people want to master it and then just keep doing the thing they mastered versus like challenging the next step. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, you guys are like the epitome of that. And we haven't even gotten to like the, the coolest treasure hunt ever. So yeah, let's move on to that. So um, I'll let you guys explain it, but yeah, they put together this amazing treasure hunt uh, that doesn't even really do it justice, but just uh, uh, layers and layers upon clues, technology coding. I mean, it, it's really amazing. So yeah, you guys, Tell us how that idea came about and um, what the process was like developing it and putting it in practice here. Um, yeah, it started uh, a couple of years ago at, uh, at WorkbenchCon in 2019. Uh, I was going to be teaching a class on creating interactive content um, on social media and on YouTube and whatnot. And one of the things that, that I like to do is things like puzzles and escape rooms and, and whatnot. And so I thought of putting together what's called an ARG or an alternate reality game um, in preparation for my class that I was going to be teaching on interactive content. So I was like, I wanted to have interactive content in my class about interactive content. Makes so, sense. <laughs> yeah. Since I was a teacher, I had an opportunity to give a ticket away to WorkbenchCon. And so I created an ARG um, for for my followers and fans to, to complete all of these puzzles to try and win a ticket to WorkbenchCon. And then uh, that year here at WorkbenchCon, I had an ARG as part of my class. Uh, and it, it, and it went really well. The people that participated in it had fun. And I always, at that moment, I was like, well, I got, I got to do this again next time. It didn't happen until two years later. Cause obviously, you know, we're here 
you know, now, whereas we weren't here last year, otherwise right. we would have done it last year. But this year we wanted to go a little bit bigger. Um, Wes got tied in. I still don't know how he got <laughs> wrapped up in all this craziness. Um, but him and I worked uh, really hard together to try and make a really immersive, really fun um, treasure hunt around WorkbenchCon. Yeah, and it was amazing. I mean, what's the, I guess, what's the reception, the feedback been, and what sort of, uh, I mean, inspiration do you have for the next one? Because there's no way it stops after this, I don't think, right? I mean... <laughs> I don't think it can. I don't think so. You've, you've the ball is rolling. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you can stand in front of it, but it's just going to run you over. Uh-huh. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, like, uh, I guess we can explain like what it was. Yeah, it's, that would be great. Cause um, I don't, yeah, it's hard to, ex- it's really, you please explain it. Cause it's hard to explain to someone who doesn't like see it. And we can show you the card, but on radio, it just doesn't, it doesn't translate. Well. So yeah. what, it, what we did is we, uh, we printed a series of cards that were kind of fantasy themed. So if you've ever played like magic, the gathering or like Pokemon, you, you understand the, the, the format of the card where it had a character on front and then on the back instead of like information about that character or traits or something like that we put a puzzle and that puzzle led to um, a location and then on the front of that card we had an augmented reality marker to utilize your phone to pull up augmented reality right and the augmented reality is part is most of what I did in the treasure hunt slash scavenger hunt whatever you want to call it uh, in addition to some of the artwork on the cards. But the AR, the AR part of it, instead of having just a QR code, which you see everywhere nowadays, it's sort of a more in-depth uh, version of that. It allows you to do a lot more sophisticated things. Like a cube and... Like yeah. project a cube like virtually. It's like a... For people listening, it's <laughs> yes. like... It'd be like if you had a QR code, but then it turned into a cube on your phone. Like you didn't go anywhere. It just turned into a cube and you're like moving it around and reading all the different sides. Right. Was, I've never seen that before. So <laughs> that was the first for me. It sort of like superimposes the 3d model of the cube on the card that you're holding and, and it super glues itself digitally, so to speak mm-hmm. onto the card and it lets you manipulate it and roll it around and look at all the sides where we use the sides of the cube as locations to uh, both describe the character that's on the card because those are friends of ours in the maker community. That, that's a whole other cool thing about it, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there are some deep cuts for some of the references in there that people would get if they saw them and knew who we, the people are that we used. Uh, but on, on each side of the cube, we would explain who the person was to lead people to uh, know more about that individual maker. So it's a way to share contacts, which we're you know all about doing. Absolutely. Uh, then the other surfaces, depending upon where they were in the game, uh, puzzle, they had additional information that would like help you either solve the clue on the uh, solve the puzzle on the back of the card or give you additional information that you use in co- in concert with the card information to kind of come up with uh, the code word that you and the direction and the location where you take this code word and you go to another booth mm-hmm. in in WorkbenchCon. Give them the code word. Give them the code word, and then they return. They give you the next card in the sequence. So everybody starts with the same starter card. And as you progress, you get the next character. So it's like a collection kind of feel to it. And it encourages interaction and uh, communication with a lot of booths that people may or may not have uh, been interested to communicate with the people. So it's a way to sort of get people engaged in a, in a different way than they may be expecting when they Absolutely. first come Absolutely. I mean, it was what's cool is uh, how it brings the community and the brands together mm-hmm. too. So like our, in our booth, uh, we can say it cause it's over now. Can we say, so yeah, you just, okay. yeah, go for it. Yeah. For so it. like our code spoilers. Word, our, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so our code word was, um, our tool and die shopper manufacturing plant where wall control started. 
DeKalb tool yeah. and die. So they had to they had to figure that out and give us that word. So that they've learned a little bit about our brand just in that a little amount of research. And then on the card we gave them is Stephanie who works with us and she's just amazing, does all kind of different. She's, she's like these guys with just like trying all kind of stuff. And so she was the alchemist on the card and she's going to go home and make a costume, you know. Of, yeah, exactly. I hope so. That. That'll yes. be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, because one of the things that we that we purposely tried to do is that if we were going to incorporate brands, we wanted this to seem like a benefit to the brands that were participating with us in this, in this game. Um, and so what we did is that um, part of that solving the puzzle is that you have to go to the company website to learn mm-hmm. the, the history of the company to find the answer to get the code word to then get the next card. And so we were forcing people to the company's website, which, you know, for a company like anything to, to get more eyeballs on the, on the website to learn more about it, brand awareness, all that kind of stuff, we can, like, we can utilize that as an advantage to work with these companies and also as a mechanism in the game to also ensure that nobody's like cheating or like forcing their way into like just, you know, picking different booths, trying to find a card. And exactly. Because so. at the end, I mean, at, at the end of a, a treasure hunt, there must be treasure. And y'all had a pretty awesome uh, mm-hmm. chest of treasure. So, yeah, what all was in there? I mean, I, d- I didn't <laughs> see all of it, but yeah. Well, we started out uh, with some stuff that both he and I, Don and I, create. Uh, and we were going to create the items or have them available for them. So, for instance, Donovan was going to offer a, a T-shirt that he is well known for creating. He was going to offer that as a like some swag. And then I am known for creating uh, personalized like stamps of people's logos for their shops, like nice uh, heavy-duty stuff. And I was going to create one for a person who won. Mm-hmm. And it's like an IOU sort of thing. Yeah. And then we were hoping that uh, through communication with other booths that other people would sort of think this is a cool idea too and kind of dogpile the, the prizes in there. And by totally. the end of it, we had uh, $200 gift cards for... Uh, yeah, for for moss epoxy, yeah. there us was, as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. like almost every booth that uh, was here at the event donated something to the prize pack. So uh, our little chest that was kind of sparsely, you know, filled at the beginning of this ended up being just almost too heavy to carry because there was yeah. just so much in it. And um, the podcast that Wes and I co-host, the Making Geeks podcast, uh, donated an Oculus. Yeah, uh, I saw that VR that was, headset. Yeah, yeah VR yeah. headset. Because, you know, AR, VR, we're like, it kind of yeah, fits. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. Well, yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, it was amazing. So um, I also want to speak to a little bit about, you know, you guys and your individual channels and podcasts as well. Um, what would your, like, if you're, if you were speaking to our customer base, what, what, what uh, type of interest and customer would, would, I mean, they can probably get a fill from just our conversations, but would be your, your, your typical follower and would get value out of your content? Um, for me, uh, like I said, I'm a, I'm a dad and I'm a maker. And so a lot of my content, uh, is kind of very specific to, to being a dad Mm -hmm. and to being a mate. Like I've, I've made playhouses, I've made things that are like based on, uh, Lego properties and, and whatnot. And right now I'm doing like a little series of book nooks for my kids because they're really into book nooks. And so, you know, creating something like that. Um, but the, I, the point and the purpose of what I do as a maker is that I want people to build good memories. Cause like, I, I look like back that. on my own life and, um, like my dad is a craftsman. My mom is, is, a, is a maker herself, you know, before they called them makers, like right, my mom's a little maker herself. The OG and makers before they were makers. Yeah, yeah. When I started having kids, I was looking back on my own life and realized it's like some of my happiest experiences were with my dad, like building stuff or with my mom, like sewing stuff and things like that. 
And I realized that it's like, that's, that's what I want to do. Cause one day I, I'm only going to be memories for my kids. And so I want to make sure that they're good ones. And I realized that, that my particular weird set of talents, like I can be a maker and I can make things with my kids to, to build those good memories and, uh, creating content. If I can inspire other people to, to build good memories uh, to build a good story. It's kind of my, like, awesome, my tagline man. at the end of my videos, go build a good story is that that that's kind of the, the point of what I do. And if I can uh, inspire other people to do that, then my work, my, you know, I awesome. did what I've set out to do. Yeah, man, that's, that's real. That's awesome. That's very well put. Um, and, uh, it's the truth, you know, it, you will be memories and that's just, that's just the reality. So like, uh, and the same thing when I think back about like, you know, my dad and building like Pinewood Derby cars and stuff like that. Like that's, that is what you remember for yeah. sure. So what about you, Wes? Uh, it's very similar to Donovan. That's why we get along so well. Cause we have a lot of commonalities that we didn't even realize when we first met each other that we have common ground that goes back pretty far. Uh, but in my own experience, I, I was raised by my grandparents and my grandfather was a gunsmith, which is my, my name Geeksmithing is a nod to that. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And he had a, he was really well known in Virginia, uh, Richmond, Virginia area for being like a master gunsmith. And he was so well known that people would like, he worked for primarily like police officers and things. And it was right across from the state uh, police like headquarters. So he, they would bring their weapons and firearms to, for him to like meticulously clean and repair and all that stuff. And I have vivid memories of him clearing a spot on his workbench beside him at this, at his facility and, like setting out some Lego for me and you know, he's doing his thing. I'm doing my thing. And he would basically be a, a magician. Any, anytime I had a broken tool or broken toy, excuse me, I could present it to him. And I'm all sad and yeah. broken hearted. And he just shuts the door and then miraculously here is this thing repaired. And it's, it's like magic. That is and awesome. So I wanted to be able to have a similar experience for, for my kids and be uh, a good um, role model for them to like, you you can you don't have to throw something away that's broken. That's such a, a thing in our community or a culture yeah, now is sure. throw away, just buy another mm-hmm. one. And not to say there that's not fun to do, you know, buy some new stuff. Yeah. But uh you can build stuff. Anybody can build things uh, if they really uh set their mind to it. And my my channel is uh, often inspired by like I said before, like um geek geek culture, uh mm-hmm. IP sort of stuff like Marvel, uh Usually it's like nostalgia driven uh, content. Um, and usually the builds that I do often will be way more elaborate than I should have right to make them. <laughs> yeah. uh, much to my wife's uh, dismay and yeah. <laughs> disappointment. So when my son, we were getting, to have, getting ready to have my son uh, to be born, we were working on the nursery and I was like, oh, well, it'd be cool if we had some custom stuff in the nursery. And, she, and I think about it and I pitch the idea of, Oh, why don't we do like some some murals in in the in the nursery, which is not an unheard of thing. Right, murals. Yeah. So far, it hadn't gotten crazy. Yeah. No, <laughs> and uh, the latest Mario Kart game has, an, has was announced at the time. This was many years ago, and they had elements where they had stuff on upside down in the game. So, like in the in the game, oh, yeah. you would like flip upside down, and that was interesting for the game. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, like imagining the murals. I'm like, well, what if there was parts that went upside down? So, what if I did some tracks on the ceiling? you know, for the murals, the paintings to, to go on. That's, that's an interesting thing. And then of course my brain keeps thinking of stuff and I end up sculpting a four foot, uh, Mario and a cart out of blue insulation foam and mounting it physically on the ceiling 
and this is before I had a 3D printer. It's all handmade wow. with LED lighting. Like if you're familiar with Mario Kart 8, oh, when you yeah. go upside down, the tires rotate horizontally and they glow blue. Mm-hmm. So I have LED lights within that and glowing, and it was as elaborate as I could make it. I have like suspended coins from the ceiling that rotate. They're like attached with a fishing line and they spin. And it's way, I have like fake grass on the ceiling yeah. that are actually checkerboard grass, which is surprisingly hard to get. I'm uh, sure. Man, <laughs> your kids' friends have to be like, that's the coolest house. It, I want that, Dad. And they're like, come on, stop right. doing that, Wes. I mean, you're showing me up. So. And that was, that was uh, something I really wanted to have my, my son and my, my daughter, for instance. I did some stuff in her rooms as well uh, through her adolescence and so i just want again build some good memories for them and for myself and our family and then inspire other people to to do the same we had an interesting so a couple of comments as we deal with a lot of people uh online like trolls and whatnot when we oh, post yeah. things of course on reddit you're going to end up with a lot of comments oh, yeah. of, of good and bad but some of the 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 number of uh 30-year-olds that offer to come live at my house yeah. was probably more than I anticipated. But those are those are some great comments. Uh, they also said, what if he's a Sonic fan? Yeah. You know, or, yeah. which is completely valid. We have another room on our house that he's fully welcome to go, and I'll take my office and move it in the Mario Kart yeah. room. So that's not a really a problem. We're, we have contingency plans in I place. I love it, man. Yeah. You guys, you, think, you, you clearly think it all through all the way through. So... Well, awesome, guys. Well, um, I, I won't keep you any longer. I want you to enjoy what's left of WorkbenchCon. Um, but yeah, if you don't mind, just give our audience one last time where folks can find you. So for me, Donovan, uh, I'm mainly on Instagram and on YouTube. Uh, my handle is Once Upon a Workbench. And uh, I have a website that's uh, in redevelopment right now. So there's going to be a lot new, a lot of new content coming out, a lot of new, new stuff. So be on the lookout for I'm that. Looking forward to seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can find my stuff at Geeksmithing on YouTube, Instagram, uh, and other platforms. And we also also co-host another podcast that we mentioned before, which is the Making Geeks podcast, which is about finding a balance of being uh, a fam- raising a family, uh, having creative interests, and the the balance and finding the balance of those things. Uh, so we, we like making things, and we want to raise our kids to be a little geeky. Don't shy away from geeky interests. Like Absolutely. That's, let, it, let it fly. And so we are geeks who make things, and we're raising, we're making geeks. So awesome. it's sort of like a wordplay thing in there. So in addition with our other podcast mate, Sean from Geek Builders. Awesome. Uh, we always work together and kind of have a lot of fun. And uh, clearly. Enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Too much fun. Fantastic. Well, thanks for being on, fellas. And, uh, yeah, I hope you have a good rest of the conference. It's been awesome playing the game and getting to know you guys better this year. So thanks a lot. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Organization conversation is brought to you by wall control, a family owned and operated producer of best in class wall mounted organizers for your home or business made right here in the USA to learn more, go to wallcontrol.com.